Pick up your paintbrush. It's time for Hobby Support Group. Good evening, Andy, and good evening, everybody else. Hello, Ed and Ben. Hello. Good evening. Here we are with our hobby review for 2022. Look at the, our over lists for last year and what we're planning to do for this coming year. So yeah. have we been successful in achieving our hobby goals or have we all failed miserably? Or have <laughs> maybe some of us just rewritten the rules slightly so they can take the technical win? We shall see as we discuss our lists. <laughs> That feels like a pointed statement. Maybe prescience to what's going to happen in the show, Tom. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. So before we get the show on the road, shall we announce what beverages we have to get us through this evening, as it is a Friday night? Oh, yes. I'll, start, I'll kick off here. I have obviously a, uh, a, a weak squash of cherries and berries, but I'm also drinking um, Jake's IPA, which is crafted in, in Kent, which is very nice. And I have a John Smith's Extra Smooth to drink as well. Extra Smooth, just like Ben. What are you drinking, Ben? I am drinking a nice unicorn glass of apple juice. Ice cold apple juice, because what we need tonight is an ice cold drink. I mean, you say it's apple juice, but I'm, it could just be whiskey. But I'm looking at that giant tumbler of whiskey <laughs> holding there. Glass, it is actually just an old jam jar. All our glasses are old jam jars. So, yes, it could be whiskey in a jam jar. Or I, I would suggest to you that it is, in fact, apple juice in a unicorn. We'll bar. never know. If you, get, but <laughs> if you finish it off and you're not slurring your words, words I'll believe that it's actually apple juice. Uh, Ed, uh, are you... We're taking up this evening. Uh, so I'm drinking actual whiskey, uh, but not in a not in as large quantities as uh, Ben might be appearing to. Um, so I've got a glass of Yam Yamazaki single malt Japanese whiskey, which um, I plied Andy with when he was dropping off a large box of scenery the other week. I did. Um, and I've also got a glass of water on the go. So. Are you in Are you in Lady Hamilton's gazebo at the moment, Ed? Is that right? <laughs> no, I've departed the gazebo. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. We can't publicly talk about Lady Hamilton's gazebo. <laughs> There'll be a scandal. Um, Tom, what are you have, drinking? For a change, I have a flagon of Vimto, Ooh. a can of Iron Brew Extra, oh, you and animal. as it's a Friday night, I have some Rude Boy Watermelon Tonic Wine. <laughs> you tell me how good that is. I can't wait for you to crack that one open. Um, I do also like how when we'll be discussing what beverages we have, we've all shown them to the camera, that we, <laughs> which the listeners at home can't, can't see, but we have all displayed our beverages for each other to see. So. Ooh, ah. <laughs> so uh, this episode, yes, we're going, we're going for our oval lists and uh, conveniently a very a younger, more handsome version of me can explain to you exactly what that is. Here we go. An oval list is uh, a pictorial list of the projects you have prioritized from your cupboard of shame, pile of opportunity uh, for the next year, next 12 months. Uh, this could include projects you haven't even got yet but uh, more on that later. 
So um, I invented the overlist after trying lots of different methods. Um, some of you may have followed me on Andy's massive piles, which is an attempt to paint all the models I had before you know, buying any more. Um, and I tried you know, Kanban and uh, different techniques of keeping track of what models I have. Um, but I found the overlist was the best way to keep track. I don't need to know exactly what I have to, to paint for that army. If I know I've got an orc army, I know I've got an orc army that needs to be paid. I don't know exactly how many axe orcs or how many shooty orcs I have. I just, just like, there's those orcs. I know that already. I can have another list somewhere else, but that's not the point of an overall list. It's just a pictorial list of what you need to get done. So at the end of the year, you draw up a grid uh, of pictures um, ready for the next year. You know, if you've got some big projects, you could split them down into multiple squares. So I normally go for 12, 12 squares and I'll put a project in each square with a lovely picture, a little title of what it is. Um, and if you've got a big project, maybe you can give it more than one square. So if you've got like um, an army that's got tree infantry, cavalry and cannons, you could do one for infantry, one for cannons, one for cavalry. You want to split that project up. Um, and then once you, as you complete them, you post them up on social media, post it up to your friends. So, and go, oh, well done, mate. I'm glad to see you finished that project. And it just helps me focus my projects for the year. You know, it helps me prioritize things to get them completed. And it just, just keeps me on track with my hobbying through, through the year. How, why don't you take us through exactly what was on your list last year? Because I know the listeners at home are saying, when the heck are they going to get on and read us some lists? We, we tuned in for lists. Where are they? So, we demand lists. Here's, here's some first lists. So my list for last year was... Get paper and pen, everyone. Dark Elf Dwarves in 28 mil. Finish out the French and British 6 mil Waterloo project. Some SNLF. Uh, 28 mil bolt action Japanese army, two blood bowl teams, sacred band of Thebes 28 mil, Judge Dread game stuff, uh, English Civil War 10 mil army, stuff to play Zone Alpha slash of like Twilight 2000, the French 1815 28 mil army, an Imperial Guard French 1815 army, a Warmaster army, some six mil World War Two Germans. Six mil World War Two Americans, the Akhmanid Persians in 28 mil, some Freikorps in 28 mil, Bavarian Soviet Republic, 28 mil, some Last Levy Germans, some Africa Corps, some US Marines, some Home Guard, and some Home Front, all in 28 mil, as well as some British 1815, also surprisingly in 28 mil, and I left myself a couple of mystery boxes, and during the course of the year I turned one of those mystery boxes into the zero 200 hours starter set which came out and of those projects i completed all the small scale ones apart from the six mil world war ii stuff and i got the french 20 is that the one stuff. you got at, you picked that up at um joyous six this year that yes I, I picked those up at, at joyous six but I, I picked them up they were always planned to do at the end of the year, really. Like I thought what, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, once I'd got the French done, 
I wanted to do my Warmaster Army for the small scale event next year, the Warmaster event we're running next year, and then yeah. sort of turned and I started doing a lot of terrain. And I did the SNLF, the bolt action Japanese army. I did that early this year. All the rest of the bolt action, like World War Two 28 mil stuff, that I could play change kind of as well. I sort of just left by the wayside as the year went on because I haven't played a game of bolt action yeah. for like 18 months. Yeah, we but, haven't been playing as much bolt action as we as we were before. I, I don't know why that is. It's sort of we were playing it quite intensely, weren't we? And then it just stopped. And I don't know why, but we just haven't been playing it. Well, I think it, it, it's something that I, I think probably I might come back a lot to this year is I think especially this year, I've really discovered the joy of just keep playing the same game. Yeah, because especially for like the first half of the year, we were playing lots of different games to do game reviews and stuff. And we was just always playing it. It was then it was only till we played like three or four games on the trot of Pikeman's Lament. That was like, mm-hmm. actually, it's really nice to play the same game. And yeah, I think it was Absolute Emperor, actually, playing like Absolute Emperor for a month. Yeah. I was like, I'm actually learning this game. I can actually now start yeah. having fun rather than just concentrating on learning the game. So like, the, by far away, the army I've played the most with this year is my 10 mil English Civil War army. Yep. Which, Me too. Me too. So, Likewise. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, and most of the other stuff I've painted, really, I, I, I've, I've used the French once. I've used the zero two hundred hour stuff once. Me and Ed have played a, a, a moderate amount with the six mil Waterloo stuff, but none of the rest of the stuff has been touched. It's it's not been played with, and so I, in a way, I sort of slightly lost my mojo for painting stuff to actually play with because I was just playing with what I got got. So I just ended up sort of like taking my time on those French, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, especially for like this coming year, um, I've tried to like split it up. So I think if roughly each box should maybe take like a week to two weeks, because I think that gives me, me better motivation. Because like in reality, in mine, from April to October, I didn't take anything off my oval list. And it got sort of a little bit depressing in a way. It's like, well, I'm not really making any progress on it because I'm just chugging through this giant project. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I ended up for 16 things. I got 13 of them done and I think to be honest I shouldn't be displeased with that you know a Napoleonic army in a year is pretty good I think to add mm-hmm. in like an ECW army and two pretty big six mil Napoleonic armies is not bad so I think just the Napoleonic army would be enough to be proud of Tom yeah um I think definitely for this coming year as well I'm not planning on doing like another massive single project. I think I, I don't know about you three, but I think like doing a massive project is probably something you only want to do periodically, not sort of like on the regular. Yeah. So uh, how did you do, Ed? Um, so I got about 50 percent of the stuff done that I wanted to get done. Um, but I'm quite pleased with what I did manage to achieve. Um, I put together an oval list. I drew an oval list. Um, which Beautiful. I, I, uh, thank you. I will share it again on the um, uh, Facebook group. Uh, and Beautiful. I think I will draw one again this year. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, there were six on it. I got three of them done. Um, I also got some projects that I wasn't planning to do at the start of the year done. 
So um, if I go through what I didn't do first, so um, why do you tell I, us what was on the in total list to start with? Oh yes, Ed? yeah, yeah. Oh sorry, yeah. So um, the list was um, space orcs, uh, um, British Napoleonics in twenty-eight mil, some forty get forty uh, k uh, imperial personalities, so officers and uh, astropaths and all that kind of business. Um, some bloody miniatures, um, English Civil War uh, dudes, um, some English Civil War dragoons, and some turnip 28. Uh, and of that, I did the Space Orcs, I did the British Napoleonics, and I did the 40k Imperial Personalities. Um, I, yeah, I, I did do some English Civil War, but none of the two things that I put on my list. So I just did a random unit of pikemen um uh at the start of the year but uh i, I definitely bloody miniatures um I, i've got a backlog now that i want to get into and that is going to be my i think my first objective at the start of the year um yeah uh turn at 28 i had like I, so i had covid over christmas rum old time but um i uh built a couple of i've spent a day sticking together some turnip guys and got really into it and then nothing i think because there's not many people in our gaming group who are massively into it. And also, I don't know, it's a cool concept, but at the same time, I, I quite like, I guess I've really focused on trying to get historical stuff done at, with one exception, which is the thing that I was not planning to do at the start of the year, which is Horus Heresy. So I've done a Horus Heresy on yes, Future history. Future history, exactly. And that's something that I always wanted to get into when it was first time around, but um, money and time wasn't. Uh, 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 wasn't doable but i managed to get the um new box set that they produced games workshop produced spent a lot of time sticking these guys together uh and played a couple of games uh, sort of enjoying it. it it's it's different to the games that i normally play um and i've done some other random bits of bobs um which i didn't put on the list which was like uh, as i say this random uh, pikeman units um i did some more to my very slow grow russian uh imperial army for crimean war in 28 mil um i did another couple of guns and filled out a unit so bits and bobs here and there but um i'm quite pleased with the uh i've not done by any means all the napoleonics uh, uh british napoleonics that i want to do as part of my army i haven't done any of the cavalry but i've done uh two uh line units uh the 95th rifles and a cannon so i guess i've got a battalion there a battalion done mm -hmm. um and uh yeah uh I, I did a random fantasy orc as well so you know bits and bobs but um i'm i guess the big thing that kind of got in the way was first horus heresy and secondly having to move house uh, which again, oh yes, of course. To do at the start of the year. I mean, so uh, yeah. Do you do you feel that the overall list helped you? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. It was fun to do, um, and it is definitely the things that were on there that I didn't do. Um, certainly, all the English Civil War stuff is going to be carried over into the next year's list. So, um, I mean, I think my attitude to the overall list was not to. Funnily enough, I do actually go for big projects, um, and I tend to do that mostly. You love infantry, don't you? Uh, I just love recall. infantry, yeah. I love an yeah. infantry unit, please. Yes. Loads of infantry armies. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's all about uh, cavalry. It... I don't know what you're talking about. So. 
<laughs> we do. Um, Cavill is whack, man. <laughs> the kids aren't down. The kids say it's really whack. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, listeners, and good night. <laughs> <laughs> I that that is something that I'm I'm hoping to do, and I did build a bunch of um, uh, dragoons and uh, hussars, um, but I haven't I haven't painted them, um, and so that will be something I'm going to plan to do in the future. Uh, I think, yeah, the. Uh, but the yeah, getting getting the whole of the Horus Heresy army done more or less this year, I kind of feel it was an achievement, even though it wasn't like I say something that I had planned. I think um, it is an achievement. Well, it is an achievement. Yeah, I mean it it, it it's um uh the the other thing I think that probably my biggest takeaway from this year is that I've managed to play more games than I have. I think in any year of my gaming life, um, I obviously the last two years were unusual before this year because of the lockdowns. And I managed to do quite a lot in terms because, you know, a lot of the time couldn't leave the house. But this year I've managed to and I, I think that probably is my personal achievement is the amount of games that I managed to play. I played a lot. Was, of that, fifth edition. was that a conscious Sorry. decision you made at the beginning of the year? Or was it just the way that the dice have landed? Um, I think it was a, it was something that I wanted to do. Um, it was something that I was definitely conscious of doing. Um, without going too much into my personal life, I was uh, single again at the start of the year, which I wasn't the previous year. And so I was like, ah, okay, I suddenly have a lot of time on my hands, and I need to be sociable. So mm. I um, uh, wanted to. I, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons again, running a Dungeons and Dragons game, um, and I also wanted to, you know, do more wargaming, and uh, that's panned out, and it's been great um playing a lot of english civil war with uh andy and tom uh, yep. uh we've um got a, like tom i've of all my armies i've played the most with this year it's the 10 mil english civil war by a long margin yeah um so uh so yeah that, that i think is probably my my personal hobby goal this year has been that i've managed to get more games in um it's harder for you to edit your oval list because which is something you're allowed to do is obviously edit for the years you realize what you need to get done. You could have obviously edited out what you realized you weren't going to paint and put that Horace heresy in instead. This it's is only true. meant to be a guide. It's not a, it's not a binding law that you have to follow your oval list. You, uh, a, you know, um, a lady isn't out to change her mind. I understand. And so, <laughs> so a gentleman I, as well. I, think I guess also, if I, if, yes, sorry. Sorry, go, go. You finish your point. Ed. I, I guess I could have attacked the drawing with Tipex, but uh, that might be a bit distressing. Yes. It's a beautiful set of drawings. It's just, uh, Thank you. So. I think you sort of like make a very good point, though, about like this year, in a way, being a more like normal, like the first normal year for like, because, because of the pandemic, the previous two. And I think it, like, uh, yeah, it's just, I'd forgotten just how much more time I had at home not doing very much to actually hobby and it's all good yep yeah. yeah, you, you can maybe get in 15 20 hours of hobby a week you know a couple of years ago now like at, at the moment i'm lucky if i'm maybe like especially for like the last month or so i've been maybe getting like a couple of hours of hobby in a week at the most which previously was like i'd be getting that in your day so mm. and then yeah actually playing games can suck out a lot of spare hobby time you go i've got yeah. a spare sunday afternoon I could spend it all the time hobbying, or I could actually go and play a game. 
and I think, yeah, I, I think I know. Mm. I believe it was last year we actually made like a thought of maybe having even like a almost like an oval list type of thing for actually pl- trying to play games. But we actually, you know, what are the games that I like? What do I want to try and play more of? What do I want to sort of just, just you know, either get more regular games in? And they're like, Andy, you made a thing that you wanted to play more people, didn't you? Because you just found that yeah. you were playing with the, the same group all the time and you, you wanted to spread yourself among more people. Be a social butterfly and, and play more gamers. So that right. an attempt. I, so I joined the, uh, the Blood Bowl League at my club because then I was forced to go and play games against people that I wouldn't be normally playing games against. And that was, that was very nice to meet and play new people. Yeah, I've done likewise by trying to play more board games. I, I, I've managed to play like half a dozen of my board games, which has never even been out of the shrink wrap before. And you know, yeah. Ben's taught me how to play Chain of Command, which is, again, I really enjoy. So it's not so, all good news then? Uh, <laughs> you don't like it, so it's good. It's a, it's a game of... It's, I don't feel like I'm stepping out. Thompson, game Thompson hold like. back. Don't fire that anti-tank gun. We need to get the Jeep on. <laughs> if you fire that gun, we can't bring the Jeeps on, so please just hold off from holding the fire in that gun. Uh, Other opinions are available. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting into this one. I can I t- I just listen to you, Ed, there. I, I can really relate to that, actually, because I think this year I've... Um, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the year I've played more games than at any point in the past and i think because pre pre pandemic i suppose my, my i was more more collecting and modeling and painting um rather than playing i didn't get the opportunity to play very much we have young kids um i didn't have many people locally that i played with and then i suppose over the pan over the period of the pandemic i kind of got more involved in the uh hackney era tabletop enthusiasts facebook group and I think I, I think that one of the great things about social media is it allows you to link in with other hobbyists and find local hobbyists, doesn't it? Um, which meant that by the time we got to the point at the end of at the end of the pandemic, when I could finally meet up with people, I suddenly had this um, a group of people that I could actually go and play actual games with in real life, um, and that's been happening more and more often, which has been which has been jolly good fun. And, and I've really enjoyed, but as you say, it does impact on um, on getting some of the painting and stuff, which is the worst thing in the world, is it? Um, yeah. If you have a nice time, and actually, it's, it's what it's getting in the way of yeah. hobby. And, and and there's these armies I've had in boxes that I've been working on for years, are finally getting out on the table. So I'm not too worried about not getting new models painted um, it, to to a great extent, because actually, I'm getting all the old ones out. That have been in boxes some of them for 10 well, years and maybe nice we should thing. have for 2024 because i know we've got an oval list sort of for 2023 maybe for 2024 we should have an, a, an, an oval list of games we're going to play yeah yeah with the models we've already painted <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I, I think it's like i i don't know about you three but like for me like over time and like as each year goes on the idea that i've just got to get stuff painted just to get rid of it to get it done it's getting sort of less and less mm-hmm. important. It's actually, I enjoy building and painting models. I'm always going to be building and painting models, but it's actually, I've now got so many models to play with. I could, you know, if, if I was to play, I can play pretty much any game I want with what I've already got painted. So I'm no mm-hmm. longer in a stage of having to paint things because I need to paint them to play with them. I just build and paint models now, really, because I like building and playing model, painting models, but because I don't have infinite space to store them all actually 
slowing down and not painting an army every fortnight is actually quite good for me because I I just find it useful. And yeah, I can paint 50 infantry in a weekend if I need to, but if it takes me a month to paint that 50 infantry, it's actually yeah. better. Yeah. I, I find it I find it more useful to fit in my life and lifestyle that just not having to try and go right. It's 6.30 p.m. I've finished work. I'm now going to sit down for an hour and a half and do painting because that's what I do every day. And just trying to just have to feel like I churn it out. It's actually, you know, it's a hobby. It's what I do for fun. It doesn't. Having, talk- said, all that, having said all that, I have. I feel like I've done reasonably well this year on my, on my list. That, that, I mean, my, shall, I, shall I mention my list? It's, we, we, this is a list show, so it has to have as many lists I'm, as possible. I'm not, no, I'm not going to do the list yet. If you want to see the list, you can go. You can go on the support group page, and I'll paste it in the comments underneath this episode uh, on the Facebook page. But it's uh, so it was a big one. So it's twenty five things on mine. Um, um, but they weren't big projects. It was kind of I I deliberately break it down into units, really, or a group of models, or a terrain piece, so that so, so I get the impression that I'm getting stuff done. Ben, I don't think I don't think any of us are going to be insulted. Um, and even so I say that uh, Ben is probably the best painter of the bunch of us um, and his bod- models all look beautiful. So he says he's going to do one unit, but that unit, my word, that always look amazing. Yeah, that's, that, that's very kind. Andy. And I, I uh, apologize to Ed and Tom if they're insulted by that, but I think not at all. It's uh, it, it's always sickening when Ben paints something that I'm painting at the same time. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, it has happened that Tom has painted the same models, and it's like I finished it, they look great, and then the same day Ben posts yeah. his, and I'm like, is that is that a photograph? Is that a still from the movie Waterloo that Ben's posted up? Oh no, it's actually models. Yeah, but Tom, but Tom gets more games, though, because he ends up painting an entire French army in the time it takes me to paint one battalion. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the difference that we've got. Because um, I'm an army I, painter and you're a unit painter. That's, yeah, yes. Well, I'm, I'm an army painter, but I'm an army painter over 10 to 15 years. And I work but on... Man, what an army in 15 years. And I work on many different armies all at once. <laughs> Um, which is what I've been pleased about this year, because so on, on my list, there were a number of uh, Napoleonic units and I've managed to tick off most of the Napoleonic stuff off my list, which is which is the ones I really wanted to get done because they're the games that we were going to be playing this year. Uh, and next year, there's going to be some more Napoleonic stuff that I really, really want to get done. So it's going to be a And then then there's been a, a few other bits and pieces that I've, uh, that I've really enjoyed doing, particularly to a couple of good scenery projects um, around jungle scenery uh, and jungle terrain and dwellings, which which have really opened up a whole new level of gaming uh, and another whole new sort of theatre of gaming for me to be able to play games with, which has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's just really broadened out my my gaming. So, so I've really enjoyed and, and that and pleased that I've got that done and and a couple of smaller projects that I, I really wanted to get finished off because some of my friends and family who also game wanted to play those games and I, yeah. I wanted to play with them so I wanted to make sure those things got done so I, I so I did them and now and now we've been able to start playing some of those games together which has been really nice so I'm hoping over Christmas we might get a chance to play a little bit more of those as well but it, but it does but a combination of getting a new job in this period uh over the last uh Sort of three months and then um also I, I kind of went on a bit of a storage bender 
um, and spent an awful lot of time magnetizing models and transferring them from foam storage cases, which were taking up an awful lot of room, into uh, magnet-bottomed, really useful boxes, oh. which take a lot less room. So now almost all my models now are in really useful boxes, but I did take quite a bit of time. <laughs> to get them all done i've done the same thing ben i've moved i didn't magnetize mine though because i'm just lazy um but i did move from foam kr cases i got some sucker to buy them all off me i can't remember (laughs) who it was some some loser i did the same thing yeah (laughs) i bought both of your sets (laughs) back in units but yeah kr uh, sorry kr kr great um but um for me space being a premium i know you're a family man yourself um, yeah, issues London yeah. flat really useful really useful boxes a rub as I like to call them yeah everyone loves a good rub and the the, the, the do your changer for me was the like MDF trays that put inside them that like double the storage yeah so, so you get I'm excited about that you get as the as two layers but then you discover that some of the six mil guys make even smaller ones so you get four layers in Next year, I'm planning on doing a couple of smaller scale projects like 15 mil and 10 mil, and then maybe a little bit of 6 mil as well next year. So, I I think those will be an investment that I'm looking at, Tom. For for even the the dual layered ones for the normal seven liter boxes, you can even fit most normal 28 mil, like especially like World War II figures. You can fit two layers of World War II dudes in there. Although you will find you will start modeling most of your dudes. Like, you know, the more hunched or like, scully- yeah. the I think Ben's going to do an entire army where everyone's prone laying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I can get all my armies in one one really useful box if I just have everyone prone. Yeah, so for, reason, so for that reason, I have, I didn't, I, I've, out of my 25, I was, I was hoping to get sort of 12 or 13 to get about halfway. That was the aim. I was never anticipating doing it all. Um, but I ended up with 10. Yeah. But I just finished. Last night, I I um, varnished my Cameron Highlander Battalion. Oh, nice. I, 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 I'm pretty sure, I, I think at least three of us were either like, var- I think all three of us have probably got <laughs> models which have technically either still got the varnish or the, like the strong tone still slight, not yeah. fully sealed on them yet so we can get that final thing ticked off. I know... Before I went to work this morning, I was out in the garden varnishing something. That does take me to 10. So I got 10. So I'm quite pleased with that. Has that affected your list for this year? Have you put less on? Have you gone for more smaller projects? Have you changed the size of the Mm-hmm. I feel like, do you want me to talk about that now or are we going to talk about No, that? we're going to come back. Oh, we don't want to do too many lists all in one go, Ben. I know. I, I don't want to spot people. I've got to draw out these lists for a good hour, oh, hour or two. All right. Um, in that case, I will leave it there. But say, but as you say you've done, you've gone for less. And... I've gone for less, and I've also changed ha- how my list operates slightly as well. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, good plan. I think maybe before we actually talk about next year's list, have we all gone for something quite diff- different for next year, or is anyone just doing a, a continuation of what last year's? Uh, I think I've changed my. I haven't talked about last year's. It's my my yeah, list. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'm, I'm just kicking you off. And, and, and I mean, I'm so used I, to not being here these days. So to... Tom has literally no interest in hearing what I have to say. <laughs> He's so used to hearing it. <laughs> like, 
for the listeners at home, me and Tom speak most days. So it's just like, he's like, he's heard it all before. So I don't, I don't blame you, Tom. You think, surely I've heard about this list before. Um, I haven't, Andy. Tell me. It's news to me. If you're sitting comfortably, I'll begin. So, um, oh man, I'm looking at my list. And the first one is a sad one. Portuguese. <laughs> um, does anyone at home, here's a quiz for you. Um, have a guess how many Napoleonic Portuguese 28 millimeter models I completed in the whole of 2022. The year of the Napoleonics. The year of Napoleonics, when we're all going to paint. Tom's the whole French army, Ed's done some. I'm sure Ben's painted loads. So surely I have matched the efforts of my friends. That's right, not one. I even decided to paint them as Brunswickers. Just black. Just completely black. Um, so that I would be able to complete them quicker. And I just couldn't, I just I just hadn't got any desire to paint them. Um, so they're in a box, and I'm sure I will I'm gonna paint them at some point. But that point was not this year. But I did have a mystery box, and it was called a corn blood bowl team. And I painted uh, them and it was great. It was glorious. This is like the great thing about a mystery box is you can go, I really want to paint that and you can get it and then you can build it and you can undercoat it and you can paint it and you have it done in like a week. And that's what I did with the corn stuff. Haven't yet played with it because I've been playing Necromantic in the league, but I'm looking forward to getting a chance to just put the corn boys on a on a pitch and just block everyone frenzied blocking everywhere it's going to be great they turned out really nicely it was a really nice little project really quick to do um <laughs> the next one uh war of the roses <laughs> <laughs> knowing how well i did in napoleonics can you at home guess how many war of the roses figures i painted last year yes that's right not one they didn't even come out of the box um what scale is that andy is that 28 28 yeah yeah oh. Um, I realized, yeah, yeah, well, I'll talk about that later on. Um, this, is, this list is going so well. Six mil Carthaginians, um, again, didn't, didn't really happen for me. Uh, second year on the list, second swing and a miss. Uh, 28 mil characters. So, I had a selection of models that were in 28 mil, and I thought I'll put them as a box. And uh, I decided that actually I just took, I, I guess I kind of, kind of completed them in one sense in that I just put them in my bits box. So they stopped being models I was worried about. And I'll show, just tip them into my bits box. And I'll paint them at some point, but I haven't painted them this year. It just didn't happen. Here's where the good stuff starts. My auxilia for my uh, Romans in 10 mil. Boom, for my Warmaster. Got those done. Spearman. And Bowman got those done. I even picked up some. Oh, that's later on. I thought that's later on. So my auxiliary were done. English Civil War 10 mil. Woohoo! I got that all done. I have an entire covenant as like battalion. You know that if you open up the um which one is it? Pike and Shop book, it shows you here's an example of what a English Civil War army might look like. I can field that entire thing in 10 mil and have extra stuff. That's how much I've done because I I love painting 10 mil English Civil War. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. It's brilliant. 
go and get some Pendraken or some Lance, Lance, yeah, Lancer or other people's uh, uh, 10 mil English Civil War. <clears throat> World, <laughs> World War II, I put, um, not the whole of World War II. I had some uh, Paras and I had uh, an, an Avery, um, AVRE, um, uh, Churchill. Is it Churchill or Cromwell? It's Churchill, isn't it? Um, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> they're undercoated. They're ready to go. Haven't painted them. But I did paint my six mil Prussians. They are completed, which is I'm great news. Hooray! And I even played with them as well, which is wonderful. Uh, so six mil Prussians were completed. Uh, my Saxons, my 15 mil Saxons that I was doing for Ducks Britanniarum, completed those guys as well. And we've had so many games with them, haven't we, Tom? I mean, That's... I can't remember how many games of Ducks Brit we've played this year. Can't, can't. I, it's, it's overloaded with memories of playing so, so many that so I've completely forgotten. I can't believe we've got all of them, but we will, I'm sure, at some point. But they're completed. I mean, I was even looking at those new models that came out by, is it Victrix? Who did the... Um, for the listeners, I hope you won't know this, but I dropped my overall list on a piece of paper and it just <laughs> somehow, like, glided right under my sofa. So bear with me for a second. <laughs> Where was I? Ducks Britannia. We painted those. I haven't played with it yet. Um, in August, I realised. Well, we decided we were going to start doing the small scale wargaming event next year, and so I readjusted. And that's when I dropped a lot. Um, I dropped the War of the Roses, the Portuguese, the World War Two, the characters. I took them off. That's when I put the twenty-eight mil guys in my bits box. I said I'm going to take them off. I'm going to prioritise getting stuff done for the War Master and small-scale events. And that's why I dropped them. So instead, I put on the Romans, as some more Roman stuff, to make them legal War Master armies. Boom. Done that. Painted those up. I did some uh, War Master Undead. Boom. Got those painted up as well. Um, Netherlands in 6 mil. So I got the Dutch for um, Napoleonics in 6 mil. Completed that army. Uh, Brunswick is in six mil, completed that army. I did three six mil armies this year uh, for Napoleonics. Maybe that's why I didn't uh, get my Portuguese done in 28 mil. <laughs> I'll be honest, part of the problem is I find it so convenient playing Napoleonics in six mil. I can see no reason really to I've got them in the box. They're there, but I can't see any real reason to paint them up when no, if, I'm playing Napoleonics anyway. If if I, I completely agree, I, I I've played probably a dozen or more games than my six more dudes. I've played one with the twenty eights, and if I could go back in time, I wouldn't probably buy the twenty eights and just use the six and and just yeah. do maybe build like a, a skirmishing force. For the 28s, maybe build like just a sharp practice army with with the 28s. But it's a, I, I'm not oh, sat here with it. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. <laughs> they they are so a six six mil beautiful as well, Ben. Not not in the same way. In a not like Monet, like a Monet painting, they're beautiful. A six mil kilt doesn't have quite the same impact as a 20 mil kilt. No, but I, I think if I wanted to paint something like a kill or like just wanted to get like 
the joy of just painting them. I can see why that's why people do like 54 mil or yeah. like just, just bigger scales where you can actually like for a mere mortal painter like me could like maybe have a go at doing like 54 mil tartan and actually make it look all right. Whereas like whenever I have a go at painting 28 mil tartan, it's an approximation of it. Yeah, I tried many years ago to do a tartan on, an, uh, on a model and it didn't. You're even able to do the like herringbone sock things, aren't you, Ben? Because you're giving it a go. Yeah. I've given an impression. I, I, I don't think it's possible this, at 28 mil to really properly do tartan and herringbone pattern socks unless you're a real obsessive. Yes. Not 36 man battalion. Um, anyway, um, I had, some British, I had some British and six mil. I didn't paint them. I was just burnt out on six mil. I'll be honest. It just didn't happen. I was just burnt out. That's why I didn't get the Carthaginians done probably either. I'm, I'm hoping they're going to bring out a painting guide soon for them. That's a different story. Um, I had six mil um, British um, from 1776 AWI and American Rebels AWI. Um, and they're in six mil. And as I said, I was just a bit burnt out of painting six mil. So I haven't done those either. Um, I did in November, it became very obvious to me because me and Ed had started this, um, we're going to play Xenos Rampant and we were looking at, we've been playing a bit of one page rules initially. And then Xenos Rampant was announced when like, actually let's do some Xenos Rampant. So I started doing my super cheap, um, nids while I was picking up, well, actually spoilers, everyone, I was going to buy them all. <laughs> at less than 20 between less than 20 quid a month and then i got like an amazing deal where everything i got the gargoyles the home against the, the hive time at the tyranids the gene stealers all of them i got for 40 quid and so i was like well that kind of sorts me for an army and it sorts me having to spend it so everything was less than 20 quid per month but um i was just really enjoying painting them and i i just wanted to get them finished and so I said, you know what, I'll take off a box and I'll just check the Tyranids on. And um, also I did some terrain. Um, I somehow managed to uh, um, collect a whole load of random terrain um, that I have now gifted over to Ed to use at his house. Um, well, uh, Ed's moved, as, as he may have told in this episode recently. And um, he's got a space where you can play games in now, but it's essential to have terrain. So I took my terrain over to him and then I picked up a load of other terrain, um, which I've painted up and taken across for him to use and for me to use in the future. It's the terrain is the third army. You need it to play. I mean, I've got no chairs in the house, but I do have loads of terrain. Yeah. If we were smaller, because I actually gave him some tiny chairs as well. That's true. I, I, I have tiny furniture. Tiny chair, tiny wardrobe, tiny table. <laughs> And a tiny outhouse as well, the, the legendary outhouse. And the world's biggest tiny barn. Mm. <laughs> a giant tiny barn. Um, so in the end, I did 11 projects, guys. Impressive. Through a... um, manipulating the system <laughs> to my advantage. <laughs> but yeah. the point of list is you can edit it. Because, you know... I had no idea at the beginning of the year that we would decide to do small scale event. And I will admit I was overly optimistic with the number of six mil stuff I had on there. 
and overly optimistic with putting the Portuguese and the War of the Roses on there. Those are two big armies to do, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. like hit a, a really good point there though of, of like not overloading on like any one thing because like I really like painting six mil, but I think after a while after you've painted certain while I just sort of suck an itch actually I want to build I want to glue some model I want to start gluing some arms on something and working out like what position I put the head on and that's just something that the smaller scale stuff you just never get there's nothing more fun than going in one way of going like which way is this dude actually looking when they glue that head on? And, and just changing the angle ahead changes the whole. Is he looking over his shoulder? Has he heard a noise? Is he aiming his gun? Just changing the angle of the head can change the whole mood of the, of the miniature. Yeah. My favourite thing with infantry models, when you're basing them sort of next to each other, is to have two of the heads turned so they're grumbling at each other. <laughs> Are they married? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> married. This is like I want to go home. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what the tyranny was just so much fun because I got to assemble them. The mm. tier, like choosing the weapon options and angling the arms and the weapons and the heads, and it was just exactly building and and it's kind of like sculpting, but for for dolts like me, you know, you get to choose how they look. Um, and it was exactly what I needed because I was so bored of just doing the six mil. I just I just needed to actually paint something in a usual style love six mil you can get it done so quickly but i just needed more less dab 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 more sweeping brush strokes <laughs> the, 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 the freedom that you get with those sci-fi fantasy plastic multi-part kits is just always a tonic i found with the um heresy stuff mixing and matching and just making stuff up in a way that's just freeing <laughs> when I compared to the other project I was doing at the same time, which is a very kind of historically accurate, like what, as, as far as I could, um, British Napoleonics in 28 mil. It's good. You, mm. you want to mix it up. Variety of the spice of life, except... Yes. Yeah, there, there's, something to, there's, there's something to be said for just like looking through your bits box and looking like, is this a cool head or a cool weapon? Or going like, looking like, is this like a drawstring or a buckle on the bread bag before I can give it to the... Is, you know, is this the correct gas can mm -hmm. mask canister for like 1940 or oh no it's a 1943 one that's gone has invalidated that model <laughs> the thing about bits boxes i find is mine is now so big i can't be bothered to sift through it i need an arm sift 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 oh. sift the thing about my bits box is i can't be bothered to fill it i've just got all these sprues of bits of plastic on them and i just can't be bothered to clip them all off I, it, 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 you, you find, I think, like curating the bits box ends up becoming a hobby in and of its own. And it's going, I know <laughs> what I'm going to do this afternoon. I'm going to sort out all my left arms. Um. And it's like, left arm holding a pistol. And, it's like, and then, and then well, you just go, actually, is this now my hobby? Just sorting I, stuff out. I, 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 have, I have bags for like, this is the World War II German bag. This is the World War II American bag. This is the, yeah. a bolt action bag. But um, not auction, a black powder bag. This is like so. It'd be different bags in my bits box for bits. <clears throat> Just so if I'm like, oh, I need a, I need a machine, light machine, a German light machine gun. Well, it really cuts down the time to find it. I, I, I love putting multi-part kits, snipping them up and putting them in bags. Oh, yeah, there is something. Um, 
fantastic. Can I can I get you to, to <laughs> I've got several I've got a couple of cardboard boxes full of old plastic multiplier gears that can really do with snipping out if you don't mind it. Now, I I used to be a fan of the like the, the like the bead the things that people use like doing bead craft things. Oh yeah. So the, like the, just like plastic boxes with loads of tiny little compartments mm-hmm. in. Yep. But then just going it's just much more easier to have them in loads of little bags and then you just put your little tiny bags in a slightly bigger incrementally sized bag and then you, you can just wait i just... did that <laughs> then you, I, I wish you could i wish you could have seen the joy on ed's face and we, we he came round. we had pizza we watched waterloo we watched christopher Plummer give an amazing performance mm-hmm. but the biggest smile on ed's face was he got to go through my bits box i don't know how big it is like <laughs> it was a big just a big plastic tub of bits. It's and substantial. Said, it's a substantial. This is this is a man's bits box. Yeah. Um, and I was like, tuck in, because as always is on the um, what's the word? A scrounge for oh, yes. um, any yeah, kind of weaponry for his army. Yeah. Let, let, let's not be around books and things and plasma guns and things he needed. And very happy I was to, to help him with that as well. So how do we get onto this? I can't remember. I have no idea. Oh, you're doing tyranids. It's a tangent. It, this, is a tangent. This, this is a hobby sport group. The tangents just happen naturally. We, we the have tangents no are better than the show. Anyway, enough so, of this nonsense. That, Tom's going to have to cut this all out in a bit, if you're not careful. Um, we've talked about our oval lists and how they went last year. Hmm. So how was everyone... I won't go into detail, but how has everyone found collating their lists this year? I found being practical on what I think I can achieve and actually what I want to achieve. And and rather than going, I'm going to put like 25 things on and just try and aim to get a dozen of them and it not really matter which that dozen is. I've tried to put things on there that realistically this year, I want to try and get the vast majority of what's on my list this year done Mm -hmm. because it's stuff that I actually want to play with or stuff that i think we need like there's quite a lot of terrain and stuff like that on there and there's a lot of stuff for the small like both a war master event which we're hoping to do in march and the small scale event for later in the year so there's lots of stuff that's leaving doing up for that but i've also put enough stuff in there which i'm kind of thinking more as as like a palette cleanser because i think it's like sometimes you know you've done a couple of historical armies when you've really been worrying about what color shoes you're painting it's then quite nice. It's now some far future bump crumb. I just don't care what paint I've got knocking on the paint trolley. And so I, I sort of try to sort of be, be mindful of that and also to break it down a little bit. I've actually been quite inspired by Ben's from last year with the lots of the smaller things and mm-hmm. going, right, I've take that. That's done. That's going again. So rather than just going like six mil terrain, it's like I've broken it down. It's like there's several different things in that six mil terrain. Good thinking. And like, my, rather than just having like bigger, like especially for anything that's bigger than ten mil, rather than just like having like German East Africa as a project, it's all broke down into the different troops. Because I figured like forty or sixty twenty mil dudes are a, a, a big enough little project on their own. So I'm thinking like rather than going like two hundred and fifty twenty mil dudes, that's a bit too much for just one box. So that's that's what I've I think. Done. I think yeah, there's a lot to be said for you know 
the positive reinforcement of just ticking the box when it's done. Yeah, which you've got I... 10 units and you have 10 boxes and you tick as you That's go it. along. When but... you're 60% through, you've ticked six boxes, you know, and it feels better than being like, oh, God, I'm slogging through this. Yeah, and like, I, I, I don't know about you, but like, I no longer feel almost like when we first started the oval lists, I found it really useful to stop me buying more stuff because yeah. I was definitely in the habit of buying three or four times more stuff each year than I was actually painting. I'm yeah. getting ready and like my backlog was just getting ridiculous. Like pretty much everything I've bought this year that isn't painted fits in a takeaway tub. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the stuff I've bought this year I've already painted, it was already finished. And so I, I no longer feel like I just got to get through stuff to get rid of my tub of opportunity and my, my backlog cleared. That's no longer an issue of, of why yeah. I it's not what I'm doing my overall list for now. My overall list now is is to give me a bit of a structure and a bit of, of what I'm working to, but to just also to allow me to like flip around a little bit from projects, but just give me a bit more like a self-assurance actually. I'm still over yeah, you know, I'm working on four or five things at once, but I've still got a clue what to do rather than just going like, well, I've done the tracks on these tanks in like 2018 on like do the road wheels at some other point and it's just you sort of end up never really getting anything finished um yeah. as I, i've I, just realized as having a look at how much like quarter painted armor that i've got that it's, i just sort of don't want to get into that trap again yeah yeah my i'm going down quite a similar route i think tom um so I, I've, yeah I've, I've gone for less things so i've got 16 squares rather than the 25 um and that's much less it is much less yeah yeah uh, 60 around the 25 but also it's, it's a four by four grid still uh, which is what i enjoy yeah. um and, and i think what 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 i've found on my overall list journey is that uh, I, I want the overall list to work for me and the style of the way that i like to work on projects so um i've talked before about how i like to i've I've got a number of different projects on the go at the same time and i do like like tom was just saying a bit on each one um and then go to another bit on another project and then come back to that other to the napoleonic army maybe do another unit there and then come back go to something else i I tend to go around projects so i wanted to have as the mood takes me so i wanted to introduce enough flexibility into my list to allow me to do that so Eight of my 16 squares are specific things, um, four of which are Napoleonic units that I definitely want to get done this year. Um, and there's four other things on there that I really want to get finished off. And then the other eight are quite sort of generic things. So I've got four four boxes are things that I already own, units like models or units I already own that I want to get finished, but not specific ones. So I can pick the one I want to do. Two of them are a, a new or pre-owned model or unit that I want to get done that I want to get done this year, and then two of them are terrain pieces, but not specific terrain pieces. So, so I've built in quite a lot of flexibility. Yeah, which is what I found I was lacking this year. I mean, it just ended up changing stuff, and I thought, why do we need to change stuff? We could just have flexibility built in from from the beginning. Good bit of vagueness. I just did. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean that's why I always. But at the same time, I do I do find that that there's some specific 
specificity around the particular project that's the focus. So in this per in terms of this year is Napoleonic and it will that will be part of my focus for this coming time. I wanted to get in there to keep to keep my focus on that. Yeah. As well as having enough flexibility to work on projects as the mood takes me. But also keep it focused on I think the important thing about the oval list for me is that it makes sure I'm doing models that I already own and not just buying loads of new stuff. So yeah. so they are it's flexible, but they are stuff I own still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that's why I always have a mystery box. I treat myself because I know something will come along that I want to paint. I don't go, yeah. right, that's it. Because someone's like saying, you're not going to buy anything else. And I will be going to Salute this year and I will buy something at Salute. <laughs> I'm not made of stone. It's going to happen. Um, I don't know what that is yet. It will be something. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll go and buy nothing. But I think it's very likely that we'll probably be on a call like this in June, won't we? Where we, ha we sort of have a, like a six month. How are we doing for this year? Are we making any so. changes or, you know, sort of, are we going better? Has something new come up that none oh, man, of us I can't believe about? I finished them all, Tom. I finished all my projects in six months. How has that happened? Seems unlikely, unless something weird happens. Don't jinx it, your, Andy. You've co-opted your child into helping you paint. <laughs> yes, William's painted all my models for me. And actually, <laughs> scale after paint is probably better now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have certainly been looking at mine. We're not going to the details yet, but I have pruned mine back from for the start of twelve, and now I've got I've got nine on my list because I just try and be a bit more realistic. Um, overstretching yourself, overestimating what you're going to get done seems to be a thing you a popular trap to fall into with the old oval list. Um, but you never have to finish it all. It never is about that, really. It's about just trying your best. So, um, yeah, I think I've gone for a few smaller things. I mean, I'll, when we get onto that, I'll explain exactly what well, when I talk about this, you'll see what's going on. What's going on? I think I've done maybe the reverse of what Tom and uh, Ben have done in that I've been even more vague than I was last year. And I was quite vague before. Um, one of them was just space walks. <laughs> paint a man. <laughs> Box one, paint a man. Box two, paint another man. It's when he's chasing you down the street with a large paintbrush. <laughs> Stop Just moving. One to Have one scale crime. Yeah. Uh yes. <laughs> it's uh well it's that whole thing. I, I think I posted a joke about it ages ago about the idea that you when you accidentally drink your paint water and suddenly the miniatures start talking to you. I think that's the now I um yeah my clearly uh... you've been paying lead miniatures. Yes, <laughs> with umbral paints, yeah. No, I um yeah, I, I've 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 gone more vague. I've included a mystery box. Um I think mm. that's a smart move. Mm. Um and I think it's more focusing on completing things or at least building on things I've previously been working on rather than I think with one exception, I will have one big project, but I think it's more it, it's doable in the sense that it won't overwhelm all my other projects. Is it Hopefully. painting your living room? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, it's um, yeah. No, I, 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 it, it's still miniature based. Yeah. So Andy, you managed to complete your target that you uh, set yes, at the beginning of your list that you wrote at the beginning of the year. 
Yes, I said nine, and with a few edits, I managed to do eleven. Oh, oh well done. Yeah. I did not. No, I, I did. I, I wanted to do eleven, twelve to thirteen, and I finished ten. Yeah, I also failed. I went to sixteen and got through thirteen. I think uh, I well, I certainly did half of the ones that I had in the oval list proper, and I think my expectation was that I was probably going to do about four, and I did about three. So either way you cut it, I failed. If we were okay, all undergraduates, we would at least pass. We, we yes, would, this is true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we would at least be continuing on to the second year. Yeah. So, um, Ben, I've got three envelopes here. Yeah. Um, which envelope? One, two, or three? Oh, um, well, number three. Lucky number three, isn't it? We just open that up. Open envelope number three, and would you mind just reading um, what your forfeit is? Ah, uh, it, it says, look at all your miniatures and be proud of what you've achieved. Ah, oh, what a horrible forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> you've done amazing, Ben. You didn't that, pay that... all you want. But you've done an amazing job. I think we can all agree on that, can't we, guys? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, Thank you. I really appreciate that. And actually... I think that the one thing that I really took away from when magnetizing all my models is that it made me get them all out and then put them in their new boxes. And when they're in their new boxes, I, I did I did think as I was looking at them, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and it really did yeah. inspire me to, to do a bit more painting, actually. So, yeah, no, thank you for that. That's nice. So um, I guess it's Tom, Tom or Ed next. Who's going to go next? Oh, so I throw myself on the grenade. Or... Okay, go, go Ned. You can, you can. Thank you for so, saving me. So Ben okay. got something really heartwarming. Am I going to get something horrendous like you suck <laughs> or something? Okay, let's have a look. Um, so we've got two envelopes there left here. One or two, Ed. Uh, I will go for for one, please. Okay, here we go. Let's open that envelope up. Oh. And Ed, do you want to just? Um... God, they're quite robust envelopes, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I'm going to read what it says inside that envelope for us, Ed. Play with the miniatures you've painted this year in 2023. Oh, what a forfeit, oh, yeah. eh? <laughs> so you have to go and enjoy the models you've painted. Now, is it all of them? Because I think I probably could get, I, I think I could get a game in with all of them. I don't think I've painted anything esoteric enough that I wouldn't be able well, to. Well, that's your challenge. Can you get, yes. you got a whole year to paint for what? How many models do you paint? Six? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My good sir. Uh, <laughs> no, I, uh, I, 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 I will. I, I think the only ones I've got reservations about are those 40k imperial characters because I don't particularly like the current iteration of 40k. So I will definitely be using oh, a bit of role playing there. Yeah, role, role playing or Xenos Rampant or, or, or something else. I, I, think pro I think with Xenos Rampant, you could probably take every model that you've painted last year and play them in the same game. Yeah, and there's a challenge. And still make an army that sort of makes sense. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. It's your choice, Tom, I think. So I, I guess I, I will take the surviving envelope and oh, see absolutely. what forfeit awaits me. Is this as hobby affirming as the previous two or is it a a targeted barb we shall see hang on just a second here oh he's dropped the envelope okay 
Okay, let's open that envelope up. Um, last envelope. Here you go, Tom. Oh, what is a good it? Good one. Looks good. Here we go. You want to read it out for me, Tom? Buy a round of sherries for the gang. Hey! Why you didn't paint the rest of your models? Oh. Is there a reason why? So, do you think there's a reason why you um, there's a particular reason why you didn't paint the rest? Yeah, I've, I was I was not painting. I was not playing bolt action, or I was I wasn't playing twenty eight mil World War Two in general. Mm. So there was just no in, incentive to paint them when I've already got easily a dozen painted bolt action armies. Just thought I don't need to add more, and it was playing and enjoying the small scale stuff. Took time, and I moved house, been busy with work, and just not had as much time. And I think you know, three of us have either moved house or had to move out for a while. And it's surprisingly how disruptive it is. Oh, it's more hobby. stressful than like tank combat, isn't it? It's supposed to be yeah. something ridiculous, the most stressful thing in your life. And the, the edge. Tank combat, yeah, probably. That sounds, that, that sounds right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tank just, combat, just, move house, your choice, which is more stressful. Brothers in arms. Just finish Brothers in Arms about the show with Forest Rangers for us. Yeah, definitely more. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but, probably... Tom, oh, sorry, I was going to say, Tom, all those reasons sound perfectly reasonable, so you shouldn't feel bad about not, not completing the list. I don't. It's all very reasonable. Yeah, it's... I, and... A lot of that's a lot of the stuff like um, in 2020, the first year of the overall list, everything I didn't finish, I think maybe with one exception, I carried over to 2022. Yep. This year, I'm not carrying over very much at all because there's there's some stuff on there that I'll get around to painting it eventually, but like I'm not in any immediate rush to be playing Mortal Gods. It's like I don't need my Achaemenid Persians painted to play at any time in the future if i want yeah. to play them i've got 10 mil persians i can and will use the, the only thing i carried over from last year were my six million six millimeter carthaginians let's see let's see what happens in next year's so well done guys those are your forfeits which were which were oh thank you very much for organizing that yes oh. yeah, thank you i'm looking forward to those sherries tom well, we've got a new bottle on down the club now, so it's no longer the 25-year-old Super Fortified Sherry. That was... <laughs> it actually was really nice, the Sherry. I'm going to drink that more often than I've got Sherry. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, let's look at what everyone's got planned for um, next year. Ed was just about to kick off with his 76 items, each one called Paint a Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yes, now I, I have a, a, I've gone for a six-item uh, list again. Um, and the first is more British Napoleonics. Um, so I think I, I would like to get the um, light cavalry, and I've also got uh, two units of um, heavy cavalry. So I've got the um, uh, Scots Greys. I'm going to do. Um, it's the multi-part kit that Victrix put out, which is just spectacular. Really, really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to building them and painting them. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to have plenty of horses going on. Also, I want to get a unit. Tom has become stuff. physically, visibly excited at the thought of <laughs> horses. Mentioned Scott Garson. He's, he's honestly, his ears pricked up yes, like a horse's he's, ears. He's flushed. Well, those models could be in the running for the hobby support group, hobby miniature of the year. Um, um, 
more details of those on a future show, but they are um, popular models and not just with me. Um, I want to get some uh, within that umbrella of um, uh, British Napoleonics um, and given that I'm doing uh, Picton's uh, division umbrella is probably literally the case. Um, the uh, I'm, I'm also going to do some um, Highlanders, uh, a unit of Highlanders. Um, so uh, that's the first uh, one on the list. I've kept it quite broad, as I say, because I think this British 28 mil, it's going to be something that's going to go year on year a bit like Ben's, uh, although probably not as high quality. Uh, but um, so that's the first one. The second one is more English Civil War in 28 mil. Again, very broad. Um, I've worked out playing um, Pikeman's Lament. I didn't know the Moors were in the English Civil War, were they? Moorlands. They, they, they come from the Yorkshire the Moors. Moors. Men from the <laughs> turnips. Yes. Uh, or, or, yes. Um, where, where else there is Moorland in the country? I guess uh, the... Um, uh, yeah, no, so... Um, I'm playing um, Pikeman's Lament, I've worked out that Dragoons are quite useful. I don't actually have any Dragoons painted. So I really do, for from a, for like things that I need on the table to improve my game, laughably, is uh, Dragoons. Um, and um, yeah, I've got, as I say, a big backlog of English Civil War bloody miniatures that I want to get done as well. Um, the third is I'm going to start on my six millimeter um, Austrian army. Um, which I bought last year and didn't get round to starting. That's, I think, my one army which I am going to go from zero to sixty over the year. Go from a baseline of having none painted to hopefully all of them painted. So that's probably the, the kind of spine of my hobbying. I mean, you're going to become an expert at painting white, aren't you? With those Austrians. Yeah, yeah, and and I think this is the thing. Um, I know that the the, the 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 paint scheme for all for most of those units is very simple it's um if you're from hungary your trousers are going to be blue otherwise it's going to be white um uh, all the way but the sort of um facings which are prominent enough that you can see them on a 10 mil uh unit a, a 10 mil uh, um, a model um, represents different parts of the um, Holy Roman Emperor, uh, Holy Roman Empire, and I don't know anything about really the the Austrian history and and and, and what these different units were. So that's the thing I want to try and get my head around a little bit. Mm, um, so so yeah, and also uh, the hussars are some of the dandiest hussars of of, of the period. So that, that's going to be fun to do. Um, the, I was having the, a conversation just today saying that we should all dress in Hussar's uniform all the time just because <laughs> uh, look, just let's look, just everyone looks so much better in a Hussar's uniform. I think Great. I need to lose a couple of pounds, I think. <laughs> yeah, so they are very slim, aren't they? Yes, yeah, they're, they're not built for a, for a 42 year old civil servant's physique. Um, <laughs> I think I think I would definitely be losing it as a as, thing. Like, as describe are. your physique. Is it a pear, <laughs> an apple, uh, more of a pumpkin? In my yeah. case, gamer, <laughs> gamer, slim gamer. I'm like an otter of a gamer. <laughs> an otter that ate a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, there's, there's that line, isn't it? That any hussar who's still alive at the age of thirty is not a very good hussar. Words to that effect. Um, so yeah. But 
brilliant um i i i i that that's i think that that's going to be the um incentive to doing all that white is that i get to do the funky as his ass. um the, the fourth thing on my list is scenery just terrain um i've got some uh uh i, I want to try and do stuff which is vaguely historically accurate as well because i think we've spoken about you know okay how do you make a farm look like a farm from the 17th century you know uh, strip farming that kind of thing um so that's something i'd like to to, to, to are we do. moving into the horse hoeing husbandry husbandry section of um the podcast for the next couple of hours well, it's going to read jeffro todd's horse hoeing husbandry at least one not, unfortunately not the band but the actual jeffro todd the the one agriculturalist at least one of the people on this call has been researching furrow width depth and height to try and work out how to make a tool for creating correctly plowed fields of the period specific i want to make a set of terrain that will look good with my english civil war stuff uh yep. so um uh that that that's um my fourth option my fifth option is mystery box i'm getting uh uh um indulge myself with a mystery box and finally is a smaller project, but what I think will um, open up some sort of gaming opportunities, which is to get a small unit of French Imperial, uh, uh, I guess, Second Empire. Yes, Second Empire French um, uh, guys for the Crimean War so that I can use my uh, French versus Russians in small engagements around the siege of Sebastopol. And I was thinking yeah. of maybe you've using been trying to get down the club. You've been crying your little eyes out because there's been so many games of Crimean War at the club and you haven't been able to join in and they haven't it's shared true. their minutes with you. You're like, oh, is there another game on tonight of Crimean War? <laughs> and yet you couldn't join in, could you, Ed? Yeah, no, no, it's all, it's all, it's, it's, it's uh, sad times. Um, yeah, no, I, um, uh, I, I, I think there's like some small scale, as in 28 mil, but small unit games that I can do with the Crimean War, which are sort of vaguely stuff that would have happened. Because obviously big battles is just like, yeah, maybe at some point I might be able to field two large armies of 28 mil Crimean War, but it ain't going to be next year. Yeah, so I was um, just, just I was joking, obviously, but fair play to you and John. You've both been plugging away at doing the Crimean War, you know, and you're doing a great job. You're getting there. If 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 anyone listening to the podcast has a 28 mil Crimean War army and fancies yeah. a game, I'm, I'm totally up for it. I do like the look of it. I do like the look of it. I have to say, it's a, it's an interesting uh, period. But anyway, we we could go off topic massively if, if we, we spoke could. about the Crimean War. I, no, I, I think on tangents is fine. Certainly not. No, no. But I think if I do a, a, a unit, and then if I'm thinking of using um, Fistful of Lead, um, which uh, yeah. uh, Ben, you, Tom, and I played uh, earlier this year, mm -hmm. uh, it worked pretty well. And um, Richard from Bloody Miniatures on on the previous episode was saying that he used that system. Yeah. So um, I, that I think is something I might try. So that's going to be. Um, uh, something hopefully by the end of the year I'll be able to do. Um, but yeah, that, that's my six items. I like it. I, I'll jump in now as I, I think I'm probably at the other end of the spectrum of Ed's with his six items and my list for this year has got 34. 
It's a big one, Tom. It's um, yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're taking your, you're taking your everyone's sixteen large project, just half them all. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Oh. I'm opening a drink for this one. Tom's giant <laughs> lift. Carry on, Tom. So yeah, so there's 34 items on this list, and quite a few of them. I'll just go through. Six in ten mill terrain, stone walls, earthworks, the strip fields that Ed has already talked about, some built-up areas, and a whitewashed village. And because I'm making enough of these for like the club and the event, it's sort of like. 10 meters of stone walls, 10 meters of earthworks, 10 meters of hedges, that sort of stuff. So it's, it's why I thought they would sort of de- you know, deserved a box each. You know, you need scenery. Yeah, and we need lots of it. We need. We're not playing chess. You need... no. We And wanting to put events on, we need it for lots of tables. So th- there's lots of that. Then some six mil World War Two. I want to build the US 26th Infantry Division. And just a random German camp grouping for the Battle of Hergen Forest, which will be for playing O Group in. Mm-hmm. Then some six mil World War One. I've just got a 1914 BEF and a German division that I want to do just for playing some World War One. Um, actually, from the chat with Alex from Storm of Steel a while ago, he actually sort of got me inspired to think about playing World War One, not just you know, the beginning or the end, but have a go at the middle. But I've got these early divisions, so I'll give those a go first. Then I've got my Men Who Would Be Kings, the Men Who Would Be Kings, six more projects. So I've got the Battle of the Zulu Army and a British Army. They're both separate armies. And then my other six mil project is the army I picked up from Andy, which is the Pyrrhic army which will be for hail caesar when it's finished and then sort of like the last six more thing really is i want to build a three by three battle map for my house yep to play on then moving up a scale to 10 mil i want to do a 10 mil pint size chain command campaign to go and do the 31st highland division then some Battle of France, French armor, and the German 57th Infantry Division. We're doing sort of like the, the BEF who sort of like fought on after Dunkirk. So some like 1940 World War Two, And then some field fortification, like terrain for them. And then what's probably going to be my actual like big project for the year really is my German East Africa in 20 mil. So I've got like uh, some Schutztruppen, some Ascari, and a load of Rugger Ruggers for the German side. And then for the British, I've got the second Loyal North Lancashire's, 27th Bangalore Brigade, and then some KARs. And also to go along with those, I want to do some 20 mil African wildlife, as the wildlife is quite important. Um, in a lot of that campaign, and it also gives me a chance to paint up some bees. That's oh, so some bees. You've got to have those bees. Got to have the bees. Got to have some hippos. Got to have some lions. Um, dangerous animal in Africa, the hippo. 
then a super cheap thing that I, I've talked about a little bit on the podcast and I'm sort of starting to put together is I want to do a Lion Rampant 2 complete game in a box file. So you play the whole thing, it fits in a box file and it's really cheap. Uh, spoilers, it involves a lot of foam core board, but that's like a, a project to sort of work on for the future. Then 28 mil stuff, I want to do like a an English Civil War sort of war band slash sort of posse for playing like Fistful of Lead. Um, recently got my hands on a copy of Peter Berry's Once Upon a Time in the West Country, which looks really cool. Um, some 1980s multiple table goodness. <sighs> and it's the armor penetration of a musket at 12 foot. We'll have that chat after this. It's one of those with the two. It's the, the quick reference sheet is two sides of multiple tables. It's, it's looking good. Um, we'll, we'll let you know in the Patreon episode where we talk about the, the uh, tables. But yeah, but I think this is sort of like it, it gives me the opportunity to sort of paint up and play with some of the bloody miniature stuff. Yes, really, and just to, like just a, a few like English Civil War like characters. You know, maybe like a dozen bones dudes at the most so it's Mm -hmm. not like a big army it's just a few people then the two carryovers i've got from last year are my bavarian soviet republic and my freikal because yeah i just really want to get them painted the nice models i want them painted then some vagueness i've got world war ii german armor and world war ii british armor and what i'm going to do for these i'm just going to count these as one really useful boxes worth of tanks which is basically worth getting the airbrush out to paint up two trays of tanks. Mm-hmm. Then I want to do some high strangeness seamless rampant. Not really sure exactly what that is, just when the models think that's a bit weird. Um, Eldritch weirdness. I'm thinking maybe something like a wizard sort of is doing some shenanigans at the end of World War One. Something goes a bit wrong and they get sent through space and time. Mm. Um, Sounds good. Mm. Highly yeah, sort of like um, influenced by in the Zenus Rampant book. There's literally a list for like Frycore, which sort of <laughs> I quite like that idea. And I've got plenty of models for doing it. So that, yeah, High Strange is Zenus Rampant. Um, and then my mystery boxes are like two things. They're just called something old, which is just to pull something off the shelf and paint that. And a mystery box for something new, which mm-hmm. comes out. And so, you know, it, it's, it, there's a lot there, but I, I, I think it's realistically quite doable because a lot of those six mil things I can get them painted in like a couple of weeks. So yeah, we, we will sort of see it. As you know from having done a lot of terrain, it doesn't take you too long to paint. No, it doesn't. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my list. How about uh, you, Ben? Or has anyone got any comments before we move on? It's a big list, Tom. I'll be very interested to see how many of those you get done. Yeah. Mm. Oh. <laughs> but it's going to challenge yourself. But at the end of the day, even if you get ten percent of them done, that's ten percent you got done. You know, I re- realistically, and I, I may be like jinxing myself here now, but I, I think realistically, I think it's doable to get. The, I, I might not get everything done. I'd like to say I will get it all done. I think realistically, I can probably get most of it done. Uh, because I simply know once I start painting six mil stuff, like I, I managed to paint like huge Napoleonic armies in a month. Yeah. And none of these armies are that big. Yeah. Um, 
So we, we shall see. I think the, the difference is going to the, the big stumbling block is probably going to be the East Africa stuff because there's like yeah they're twenty mil, but there's like two three hundred models there, which you know are going to take some time to paint, yeah. but they're going to be a really cool fun project. But I also wanted to split them out because I just didn't want to get into the habit of going, oh here is number three hundred and forty seventh version of slight because like even the british and the germans are they basically where the, the uniforms look almost identical color wise yeah. i just need mm -hmm. to change from light to khaki um yep so that's my list yeah it's a good list it's a lovely list ben, I'm excited to see it. what's yours um, like my, my one so as i said there's kind of eight kind of things that are a bit more specific um of which one two Three of them are kind of sort of carryover things. So, so one of them is like some night gaunts for sort of cosmic horror gaming in the Cthulhu mythos. Um, another one is um, I wanted to make I wanted to do a three D kind of sort of campaign map for for campaign gaming. I think I just think they look really cool oh, yeah. uh, and and have a nice make a nice centerpiece. So I'm doing a kind of like a Pacific jungly mountainous. Going Pacific Islandy type themed hex board, which I've started working on, but I'm only halfway kind of. Are you making individual hexes? Yes. Well, yes. Some some are some are multi hexes, but yeah, it's 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 Ooh. modular, so it it should, it should be quite good fun to play with once that's going. So I thought that might be some good fun for some campaign gaming, Tom. Around chain of command. Yeah. Are you, are you um, going to be able to like play portable war game on it as well, or is it just a, possibly, a campaign map? Possibly. possibly. Well, I'm hoping it'll be multi-purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one would be the Blackwatch Highlanders, of which I have half a battalion painted currently, and I need to finish off the second half. So that's the other one. Um, so they're the kind of three carryovers. And then there's five um, new ones, three of which are Napoleonic. So the first King's German Legion Light Dragoons will appear at some point, and the third regiment of Cuirassiers will appear for the French at some point and the 28th North Gloucestershire line um, a battalion of those will appear at some point as well because like Ed I'm also doing pictures of vision naturally <laughs> we, we, we planned that well didn't we yeah yeah I know yeah. We should, maybe we should have talked um but so, so that's so that, that's kind of when the opponent ones and they're the kind of big ones are we going to have as many Pictons as we end up with like Prince Rupert's yeah, is the question I have I already have a picture ready to go, yeah. So we I mean, the man was a monster. We want as little of them as possible. I I, it's, it's, it's the same as the 95th Rifles. I'm sure that, I, I'm sure if you put like a call out, you, know, <laughs> like, you could do a weekend where you can do like a one-to-one, -one, like reenactment of the 95th Absolutely. Rifles dead Absolutely. easily. Um, no problem at all. Um, and then the other two kind of specific ones, something called War Cry, which is what I play with my, my sort of my my family. Um, there's a formeroid crusher who's like a big old monstery fella, which is oh, going to be yes. good fun. To play. Mm. I'm looking forward to playing him, painting him. So he's base coated and waiting to go. Um, and then I've got some Cthulhu cultists, which are currently lacking heads. Um, and I can't decide on the right head. I'm trying to find right heads for them. And I can't I mean, find the Frostgrave cultists, maybe. I have looked at those, but I think they might be a little bit too big for the scale. Um, they kind of like... 3D, might have to 3D print some. 
that's what I'm thinking. I think they might I might be going three D print. Eureka do some like quite cool cultist heads. Anvil, maybe have a look at Anvil stuff, but I think yeah. that might be a bit chunky. Anvil might be a little bit chunky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you like, like a more yeah. realistic, slimmer. That's yeah. right. That's Spelt, right. Spelt so, but at some point, when I find the correct heads, I'll get my brothers to print them out, and then I'll, they'll have heads, and I'll paint them, and that'll be good. And then the rest of my eight boxes are um, a bit more flexible. Um, four of them being sort of some some kind of pre-owned units that I've got in a box somewhere, which will yeah. probably end up being. I'm, I'm feeling in a kind of a bit of a Star Warsy mood, um, so I think it'll be some of my Star Wars Legion stuff that needs finishing. Will be some of that. Um, and some of it will probably be 15 mil World War Two as well, of which I have a, a few bits sitting in a box, which I'm quite excited to do. And then there's a couple of terrain boxes, which are again up for grabs, one of which will probably be um, something around Adeptus Titanicus, because the terrain for that is really fun to do. Um, and I've already got armies to play for that. So it will just be adding to what I've got already, which will make it just more fun. Um and and then again some 15 mil Western Europe terrain because I don't have any Western Europe terrain yet, so I think there'll be something in there. And then there's a couple of West India, of, like as in like the West Indies. No, Western Europe. Oh, I thought you were saying West India. No, I was no, like, no. Oh, wow, that's courageous of you. I was like, <laughs> well, there is. I knew, the, uh, I knew the West Indian <laughs> Regiment fought in the Battle of New Orleans. Ah, uh, you plan to make a reproduction of New Orleans, perhaps? <laughs> Oh, no, no. Um, and then there's a couple of like um, slots for stuff that's either something I already own or uh, potentially new. One of which might be a six mil O group army mm-hmm. or two. I maybe. think I think O group in six mil for me just makes so much more sense. Yeah. Once you've started buying all those, because like I really like the look of it in doing it in the Victrix like twelves. But yeah. how many trucks and transports you need for it as well, and it then becomes. I want to do it in one to one. I want a battalion in one to one. It's doable in six. It's doable in six. That's what I want. I want a battalion in one to one, so I can see what it actually. I want to understand what it actually looks like in real life. What it, get an idea of what it would look like, and I don't think you can do it unless you've got it one to one. I don't That's think you fun. get that. Welcome to the rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. So that's that's my one. So I'm quite excited about it. I think um, I, I really want to get the Napoleonic stuff done because I just think that that would that would round out if I got those done. It would round out what I've got so far to some really nice two really nice armies, which would be able to have a really nice game against each other. So I'm quite keen to get that done. Mm. And beautiful. Yes, me of course. My oval list. Um, oval, oval. Over to oval for the oval list. Um, my list. So, first box, War of the Roses Cavalry. A second box, War of the Roses Infantry. And I've probably been a bit optimistic only giving them two boxes. because so I've got several boxes of miniatures in there to, to paint and assemble. This is, was on my list from last year, it's a carryover. This is my big thing for this year. My big project is to get this War of the Roses stuff. I bl- hashtag I blame Martin. It's all Martin's fault. Martin Seven Son. Um, I've got the models ready to go. They're in the boxes, unassembled. I'm going to put them together. I'm going to paint them, and I'm going to do those across the year and get a nice War of the Roses army done. Obviously, um, uh, Yorkist army, the right the right army to have. 
that's that's my big one. That's like my main project. I probably should have made it like four and broke it up a bit more, but I didn't. And in hindsight, listening to you guys, that's probably a mistake. I've only got nine boxes in total as well. I've gone smaller. I did 12 last year, nine this year. Um, speaking of smaller, my third box is War Master Undead. So I've got, I've got some 3D printed uh, Forest Dragon Undead that I picked up um, that I'm going to paint this year. So I've got some more War Master for the War Master event we're organizing next year. There you go. Makes sense. Um, third time's a charm. Six millimeter Carthaginians are on the list. I felt like I couldn't possibly not put them on. They're on the first one. This is the third outing on my one of my oval lists, and I'm pretty. I got a pretty good feeling that Warlord are going to release epic Carthaginians this year. Uh, Romans versus Carthaginians. In which case, they are probably going to put out a lovely little painting guide. Uh, at least that's my hope. So then I can just copy their painting guide and simplify it for my six mil guys. Um, square number five. Yeah, It's cowboy roundup. <laughs> I got cowboys for number five. You'll be pleased to know cowboys are made on the list this year. Uh, number six is my mystery box. Who knows what that will be? Ooh. It might be more war the roses. <laughs> Um, nice easy box for number number seven, uh, an Imperial Human Blood Bowl team. I really enjoy playing Blood Bowl teams. I don't get to play with them all, but I just like, like painting them up, so I'll paint that up. Um, speaking of things I enjoy painting, 10mm English Civil War Royalists. Again, I just love painting 10mm English Civil War. It's just like my favourite thing. It's up there with painting like 10 mil tanks as well. Um, it's just really enjoyable. So I'm going to be doing some Royalists. And for box number nine, uh, some Men Who Would Be King um, extras. So I've already got my Moroccan Rebels and my French Foreign Legion, and I'm going to do some machine gun teams for the French Foreign Legion and some more cavalry for the uh, Moroccans, for the Rebels. And I really think like Imperial Blood Bowl, Royalists, Many Would Be Kings, Cowboys, they're going to be pretty easy to do. I would say the Carthaginians would be easy to do. But as we all know, I haven't actually managed to paint those in three years. So I can't really say they'll be easy to do. Uh, the Undead, I can, I can get through that. It's really the War of the Roses, I think, is going to be the really big one. But I think it's good to have a, a main project. That's my main focus for the year is, is uh, War of the Roses. I think as the, the War of the Roses stuff, though, it's like a big, like, multi-box It's project. mostly brown, so like, all but in mud, isn't it? So, you know, also, it's easy. Because they're quite different, like, I think you could quite easily look at, like, right, you're doing, like, the men-at-arms or the, the foot sergeants, and then, like, you're doing the bowmen. They're, they're very different. You could, I think you could easily, like, put them either as separate boxes or, but when you actually find you, you're painting them, it's not from when I painted mine, I, I didn't feel like it's like you're painting your 117th musketeer, like when you're yeah. doing 28 mil English Civil oh War. My gosh, you, it's you, lucky we were in lockdown when we did English Civil War because man, yeah, it's, might it's, get more fun. It's a slightly different brown. Yay! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but I think you, you'll find it's a lot more fun. And also, as soon as you see somebody in plate armor, they're like, well, this dude's going to take about three and a half minutes to paint. <laughs> Unless you become crazy and start doing like non-metallic mad tools and all that sort of craziness. Uh, um, you know me well enough to know that it's not going to be the case. Yeah. I might just buy a can of silver spray to make it even quicker. <laughs> I, I've um, got yeah. some, yeah, I'd say I've got some uh, War of the Roses as well. Yeah. I was thinking about, I never normally paint on the sprue, but I think when I was, if, if I ever get around to doing the cavalry, paint, just spray painting all the metalwork silver and then painting the horses separately and then sticking the metalwork on the horses might be a time saver. Oh, okay. Because I've got the Perry stuff for, for my horse. Yes. And likewise, I'm trying yeah. to use Lion Rampant for them uh, to play the games, but it's just... I guess you can use it for other fantasy games as well, the human knights and so on. It's very um, transferable, isn't it, to, to other systems. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I've got, was it Edward the Fourth? Is that who it is? And some other fella. And another fella in a pack of three. <laughs> <laughs> I've got three fellas. And it's not wasn't Richard the Third, but they're Yorkists, so... I'm sure the Perry miniature fans out there will be able to shout at me through the power of the podcast exactly what I've got. But yeah, they, they, it's going to be fun. I've got a little cannon as well, so that'll be good. All good. Look forward to playing Thank against you. them. Yeah. So I think it's all more achievable. I think I'll get... The the Men Would Be King stuff will definitely get done. The Royalist English have all get done because I'm, I'm holding back. I can't wait to paint that. Blood Bowl should be easy enough. Cowboys is easy enough. Mystery Box will just be something I want to do. So it's really the War of the Roses is going to be the big challenge, I think. Mm. It'll look good, though. Oh, lovely. Mm, and it could be nice. as... You can, mm? like, it, it could be as, as fun or as easy challenge as you want. You know, if, if you you hate painting blue and yellow, maybe don't do like a blue and yellow livery and that should go... I want to do. I want to challenge myself. So I'm going to do a is complicated. Like, is it? Is it like burgundy and blue? I think is or something. Is it? I think is the colours for the royals. So, like, I think mm. I looked it up ages ago. I think that's what I'm going to go for. And I'm just going to do different units and different house colours. Sure, I've got a book, a little book of livery somewhere. If you want to borrow it. Well, I was talking to Martin last night, and I was telling him that I was going to be painting War of the Roses next year. I did say, obviously, the best part about starting a new historical army is going and buying all the Osprey books. I mean, that's what I look forward to. It's the only reason I do miniature war games. It's like, great. I do like... More Osprey essential histories. I, I do like how now all of our lists, we're all like... We've, we've all seemed to got things which are like really quite specific. Like, both... Like, Ed, Ben and myself have got, like, specific regiments and that sort of stuff already. Like, we're, we're all, like, geared up with doing this and this but we've also then got wiggle room like i've just got a random made-up camp roofing that i just yeah. like about it's i think it's i think it's it's a nice mix of, of stuff allows yeah. us to do that and i think it's it'd be interesting to know like listeners do you do, is that like reflected among the listeners or is it just like the sort of gamers that we are that like you know at one point we're bothering about making sure that you can tell the difference between like a turnip and an oak field <laughs> and um, the other end we're just like yes yeah, just a brown it'll be, be fine <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally picking your battles yeah. 
Who oh, knew that yeah. war gamers could be a bit pedantic about certain things that they care about and don't really care about others and just let them fly? Weird, <laughs> hey. Who knew? Six of mine, potentially seven, are historical. Mm. I, 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 how about you guys? <clears throat> I mean, um, all of them. I mean, apart from the mystery box, all of mine are historicals. Hmm. No, no Horace Heresy in there. Oh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's possible. Minutes, yeah, sorry, go on, Ben. No, no, go on. no, just a five out of 16 are, are definitely historical, but then mm -hmm. so, so many of them are flexible that they some of them will be historical. So I reckon about half will be historical. Mm -hmm. 33 of my 34 are historical, and I think even that 34th one is going to have historical stuff in it. Because I, before we came on the call today, I started building a Google Panzer, which is going to be in that army. Because where else do I get a chance to actually use the Google Panzer that I've got, which can be Mazunia's rampant army? Exactly. <laughs> cool. Yeah, and I'm pleased. I'm pleased with my list. Um, obviously, I'll change it halfway through, as always happens. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, how many do you think you're going to get done this year, guys? Twelve. I'm going 12. I'll say 75%. So. Same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I said I was going to do four last year and I failed. Maybe this year is the year I do four. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. I think I did that <laughs> last year too. <laughs> you met. <laughs> I'm going to try, try, try for 25. And yeah. I think if I don't, I think maybe this year rather than swap things around i think if we do some other things i might just add them to it and they're sort of like they count as finished things because like I've, I've got some more i've got like a japanese village like a whole village and temple complex and stuff i might do us some extra six mil terrain so like if I just, rather than swap this thing out i might just add things on there so i think i'm just going to try and do like 25 projects see how they go should should i go for all nine guys yeah. Yeah, eight it is. No, no. I'm going to do all nine. I can't oh, believe I'm saying yeah. this. I want to say eight because I'm like, give myself some like little bit of like, maybe I won't get one of them done. <laughs> but Ben, as he's looking at me in the eyes, you can't see this. He's looking at me with such confidence. He has such belief in me believe. that I, I believe in me too. And I'm going to go for all nine. <laughs> what have I done, listeners? <laughs> you, you won't get a hobby affirming forfeiture this time next year if you don't do all <laughs> they might, might they might be mean next year who knows i might have changed my mind seems unlikely it didn't make 12 months <laughs> what frame of mind this time next year you should feel wretched about yourself <laughs> what have you done no i would oh, no. never say that listeners society might have collapsed between now and then I think it is like as we're sort of like wrapping up, I think that is really, really important to like really drive home that like the whole ethos of our show is this is a hobby that we do for joy. At no point should it ever feel like work or like pressure. And like the whole oval list thing, it's it's just a way of it's a thing, it's yeah. a tool to facilitate your fun and like it's a personal thing to you. If you're doing it and you realize after you've done it, you've made loads of mistakes on there or you just change your mind. 
there is no hobby police who are going to knock on the door if you bin it you go it isn't for me i just want to yeah. change it I, I, I like it but i, I need to just do that. Just, just do what fits you there is no right or wrong way there yeah. are a million different ways to hobby there are a million different ways to do the list it's just what works for you i completely agree okay I mean, it's just an excuse for us to chat about what we're planning to do. I get excited hearing about people's projects, and I hope you enjoy listening to us talk about it. I mean, that's really what it's about, and also giving you a little bit of focus for painting. You could, you don't have to make an oval list. I know, you know, just paint whatever you feel like, really, if you want to. I just find um, it helps me keep on track. Yeah, because like, this year, do, I'd say when you do paint it, share it on the group so we can all see it on Always. that Facebook group, please. Yeah, because like this year as a club, we we're not doing a, this like it's the first year we're not doing a new project because we did English Civil War over like 2020, 2021. This year we technically did Napoleonics, although it's you know the end of the year. Most people still haven't fully got their armies finished or even started. I mean, uh, mine's nearly done, guys. But like for, for next year, I, I think next year it's it's sort of like that carryover. I can't wait till next year. You wait, Tom, when you guys are like, "What have you done, Andy?" I'm like, oh, "I painted that Napoleonic 28 mil stuff." I said, <laughs> "I didn't notice them on your list, actually, Andy." Name it. <laughs> they are not on my list this year because I'm being realistic. They might make 2024, <laughs> but they're certainly not in 2023. But then we've got our small scale events, which is uh, I'm yeah. viewing as it's the club project. Even yeah. as it's a yeah. hobby support group thing because it's it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of planning. Yeah. And it, it needs like for a lot of the, the weird stuff, it's, it, it needs like both armies making terrain going for them. I'm really pleased that Ben's thinking about doing some six mil group stuff because all of a sudden it means I, I saw maybe... some lovely war master models at Ben's house. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I did. When you mentioned it earlier, I did think actually one of my little boxes might become a Warmaster Orc army. Very nice. Can't say no to that. So, does anybody else have anything to say before we wrap this evening's episode? I'm very, I was going to say, I'm very proud of all of you. I think you've done a great, you've had a great 2022. And you, the listeners at home, well done as well. Um, please, please share your oval lists. We're going to put up a post with our oval lists on. You share what you want to do, even if it's just to say, I have want to paint this one model, or I want to just paint something random. Just share what you feel like, and um, just start a conversation, really. Happy New Year, everyone. Good night. Merry Christmas. See you guys. Happy Take Christmas. care.